Welcome to Call Your Girlfriend, a podcast for long distance besties everywhere. I'm Amina Tuso. And I'm Ann Friedman. On this week's agenda, Ivanka takes her terrible show on the road to Berlin. Leave Chelsea Clinton alone. Shout out to astronaut Peggy, who broke a record for the longest time spent in space by an American. And Ireland moves just a bit closer to legalizing abortion. Hey, <laughs> hey, my finger's not asleep anymore. Okay. That's so weird. How does yeah. a single finger fall asleep? Dog, that lasted like a long time. I was really scared. I mean, like, were you doing anything specific with that finger, such as <laughs> flipping someone off? Maybe. Like- no, I'm like laying. Yeah, it's like I was laying in a weird position, probably. Okay. I mean, sometimes my hands go numb when I've been holding my phone up in front of my face in bed for too long. <laughs> <laughs> But I've never had the single finger. (laughs) Do you have that thing where you wake up and like you wake up and your body's not awake yet and you have like the night terrors? You know what I'm talking about? Uh, It's like you're awake, but your body's not awake and then it's like locked. No, that has never happened to me. I do a thing when I'm really tired and falling asleep where I just moan like uncontrollably. (laughs) Okay, I just moan like without having to fall asleep like in regular places. Like, in fact, I moaned at the gynecologist yesterday and the nurse was like, are you okay? Do you need any help? And I was like, no, no, this is just how I do. I mean, that wasn't a moan sensitive environment. Yeah, but it wasn't like I wasn't moaning about anything that had to do with the medical piece of it i just think that like i moan every hour like regardless it is true it i i do feel like part of knowing you and loving you is being able to parse your various moans and what they mean like like, <laughs> like the uh oh my god i'm so frustrated moan the like ugh, like aren't we we're sharing an annoying moment moan the like there is a very sexy person we're talking about moan like so many moans <laughs> and i feel so seen and known right now <laughs> <laughs> seen and moaned <laughs> seen and moaned i'm happy to learn we're on the same like annual exam schedule we really are let me tell you Anne. i had a life-changing OBGYN experience yesterday oh yes bring me back tell me it was like going to church first of all super sex posy doctor but also like very smart and funny Like, I feel like if she, you know, like, if we didn't have a doctor-patient relationship, dare I say, we might pursue each other in friendship, or at least I would. You know, like, we've talked, we talked about this, like, last time, how I am really, like, cannot handle pelvic exams, and I'm terrified, and all of that stuff. So I, like, walk in, I give her my, like, I'm a survivor of, like, sexual trauma, so I have a lot of issues here. And she, like, didn't flinch, like, it wasn't weird. And instead, she like walked me through the whole uh, exam. And actually, I have a really funny to tell, story to tell you. You know how we joked about like always having to scoot your butt down? Yes. Well, guess what? It's all in the fucking butt. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> like, okay. Feeling less tension is that? Uh, that's what she told me. She was like, "Scoot your butt down," and I was like, "My butt's already low." And she was like, "Listen, you are." She was like, "When you like clench up your butt, or your like muscles are like tense." there that's where a lot of the resistance happens Mm -hmm. but instead if you like relax your butt it hurts less when the speculum goes in 
it like it was crazy like the whole time so, i was just like just drop your butt drop your butt lower <laughs> so they want your butt to flap off the, or like flop off the table which is definitely what happens to me so that it's relaxed <laughs> so it's like it's relaxed but also like i'm a very tense person i'm speaking for myself where like my entire body is clenched and the minute i like let go and i was like oh like this is what they mean when they say relax i get it now wow <laughs> like i finally relaxed and i was like oh like this wasn't bad but you know, like how at TSA, whenever they're like patting you down and they tell you what they're doing, it's, except that they're like, they're being really fucking invasive in the worst, like no matter whether they're telling you or not. Sure. This was the opposite of that, where she was like, you're going to feel pressure up because I'm moving this. You're going to feel pressure on the side. You're gonna, like, it was perfect. I know that this sounds dumb for people who have like posy experiences at the doctor, but like for me, this was like very new. And I was like, oh, I like didn't know it could be like this. I mean, that's incredible. We got we got some email from listeners who are also trauma survivors or who have had other terrible experiences, women whose trauma was <laughs> there going going for their annual exam. And so, yeah, totally. There was also something about like understanding exactly what was going on in your body at that time that mm-hmm. makes it a little easier, you know? Totally. And then it's like, I have to go for an ultrasound. And she was like, here's how the ultrasound is. I'm like, God, I've already had one of those and they're the worst. But it's just like, she talked me through it. And I'm like, okay, now I'm ready for my, now I'm ready for this. Mm -hmm. I didn't even cry, which like is huge for me. Oh, that makes me so, so happy. Honestly. I know. But then she also recommended that I go see a physical therapist for like pelvic floor exams. And then I've been like Googling that forever because I was like, I didn't know pelvic health physical therapy was a thing. Oh my God. Uh, We got some mail about this too. Yeah. We got so much mail about this. So we're obviously going to follow up and I'm excited. Like we should do like, we should do a whole episode around this. I can't wait. The pelvis extravaganza. I know. I can't wait to tell you about my um, pelvic health exam. I'm super pumped about it. Oh, you're, you're saving it for the special episode. Oh, yeah. I mean, okay. I haven't had it yet, but, you know, like, I'll probably call you right before. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. <laughs> and moan. And, the podcast uh, <laughs> before the podcast. <laughs> exactly. The podcast before the podcast. We'll find out. But, yeah, you know, the whole, like, this whole thing, honestly, like, the, like, saying that I'm going to take better care of myself, part of it makes me feel really dumb because I'm like, oh, wow, I'm 32 and there's so much I'm learning. Like, I guess a pap smear is not the same thing as my annual physical. Like, wow. You know, like, like those two things are very distinct. Like, this is actually what happens in your body. I just feel, I feel so like bereft of information and I don't know what I was doing before. Yeah. I mean, like, this is sort of also of a piece of like the taking charge of your fertility book where I was like, honestly, there, there are like some facts in there that are basic science, basic sort of anatomical realities for many people on this planet that I learned for the first time, you know, when reading the book. It's shocking. It's shocking. Yeah, it's just there's so much you don't know about your own body. Like, how terrifying is that? I know. And I I also feel like I was done a disservice by some negative feminist stereotypes about getting to know your own body, right? Like, I feel like when this conversation came up in terms of frankly, stereotypical, like feminists in the 70s, it was all like lying on a mat with a mirror looking at your vulva. It wasn't like the stuff that has to do with more ongoing or deeper or like literally deeper inside the body stuff. You know what I mean? Right. Like, it's like I, I actually feel like I bought that narrative that like that's what women who were kind of like health feminists were, were doing as opposed to yeah. like, yeah, like there's this. something a little woo woo about it. And you're like, actually these people are like scientific badasses and yeah. they cannot believe what kind of like bullshit narrative we've done to that. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree with that. I also, 
Yeah, it's just it's just very strange to be like, oh, at this age, there's still so much I don't know about this like part of my health that's so important. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so we're nerds. So at the same time, it's like, ooh, information. This is great. Yeah, totally. Um, and I'm also just like, I, in a general way, I'm like, wow, like this can truly be like a learning experience, you know, at whatever age, like the one that you had rather than a shaming experience. It's like, huh, like what if women were like said to whatever health professional they're seeing regularly, um, hey, I would like this to be a learning experience or like here, like, can you tell me some more about these things as opposed to it being a shamey thing? It's also just like an amazing vision for what's possible for all of us. Yeah, and the doctor that I saw too was definitely like, she definitely did the whole like, what else is going on in your health and kind of like ran with the assumption that like she's the only doctor that I'm going to see this year, which like for me is not true, mm-hmm. but just like ran through a bunch of other stuff, which I really appreciated. Oh, this is what like having a, uh, you know, like woman positive, like sex positive, like feminist doctors experience can be where you can talk about sex and you can talk about the drugs that you do and the, how your body feels in a way that helps you get more information and gets you just healthy. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. It, just, it seems so dumb, but it's just like, Oh, like the power of medicine. This is weird. Right. Uh, I'm excited about it. I'm going to keep you posted. Please do. Yeah. I'm very excited about this special episode. Maybe we should do it once a year. Get it. <laughs> That's right. Well, woman's visit. Like we all know. <laughs> Listen, I think that we should definitely be more in the practice of asking our friends, like when the last time was that they went like to the GYN or like, like had a checkup in general because we should definitely all be doing it once a year not a pap smear you don't need those once a year but you need to see your doctor once a year probably yeah or definitely like a doctor i mean i think that like when you said that about your doctor operating under the assumption that you weren't seeing any other medical professionals is i mean i don't really you know like as someone who has the great privilege of not having any chronic physical health stuff. I don't really, or like, or, or, you know, like has not um, dislocated a shoulder recently or whatever. I haven't, I generally don't come into contact with other medical professionals. And so it's like, yeah, like maybe that's also a thing too, where I should stop making this person be my everything. Can I tell you what though, when uh, (laughs) I was supposed to do the, like, take a deep breath, like they listen to your lungs or whatever. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I, thought I took the deepest breath that I had ever taken in my life (laughs) as I always feel like I'm doing in that moment and she like stops me and she goes do you think you suffer from anxiety and I was just like yeah how do you know and she goes well I don't think you've taken a deep breath in years (laughs) she's like you didn't even fill your lungs halfway wow you seem so tense about this whole thing and like that's the moment that I almost cried in where I was like wow even the gynecologist knows like this is crazy and then she was like listen here are like some breathing exercises you can do it doesn't have to be like all brahma brahma bullshit but like you need to relax (laughs) i love a good breathing exercise (laughs) i know and then she was like just start with three minutes and i did like two and a half minutes and i thought i had died today (laughs) Mm mm-hmm yeah, like one minute, one minute of like regular people's time is like one hour and I mean a time like I was dying. <laughs> I mean, I was going to say because you're usually so productive, right? <laughs> I mean, no, because I want I have zero concept of time. Totally. And two, like apparently I'm like very tightly wound up. It was that made me a little sad. And I was like, OK, I will actually work on this. I mean, goals for the second half of 2017. Breathe. Oh, my God. Yeah. (laughs) My goal for 2017 is very simple. Just be healthy and breathe. Mm -hmm. But I will say, like, 
trying to stay healthy is a full-time job my god listen appointments on appointments on appointments talking to my stupid health insurance all the time just like it's literally like i have to like budget in time for it now I find too that that stuff is so unpredictable. It's like, yeah, you can budget in like what you think it's going to be, but like actually what you thought was going to be an hour could be three or yeah. Yeah. The other day I stayed on the phone with the insurance for like an hour and a half because I got billed like $2,000 that I was like, I am not paying this, but you know what it is? I think that like we're freelance and your time is always money and how we have to do that was just like realizing that like, if I don't prioritize myself first, like everything else will fail. Yep. And I was like, okay, like this is the number one thing I need to do. And I don't know, ever since my like consumer protection, like racket that I'm running, (laughs) I just feel like I feel so empowered to like advocate for myself. I'm going to take in the same way that like you take time to do bills and you hate it or whatever. It's like, I'm going to take time to like the business of my health this week. Like here are all the idiots I need to call. And here's all the shit I need to stay on top of. Can I tell you uh, an amazing life tip that I learned from friend of the podcast, Sabrina Hersiasa today about baking in time to do that kind of like that exact kind of like big picture, really concrete self-care stuff is she told me that every month on like the date of her birthday, right? So her birthday is the 16th or something. And so every month on the 16th, it's like a personal assessment day where she like does stuff like checks her credit score and like make sure she's like filed all her receipts where they need to go and like checks in with her health insurance. And like she leaves all that stuff like to a day and it's like a day that she protects to like do all of that as opposed to like freaking out once or twice a year the way I always do. And I was like, oh my God. That doesn't surprise me. Sabrina is definitely the like director of my personal board of directors. So I mean, <laughs> like she's the most like ruthlessly efficient person we know. Did you see her birthday cake all over the internet? Uh, I did. Please describe it for everyone else though. Um, it was the Maxine Waters tweet. Like the cake was a depiction of the tweet where she said, I'm a strong black woman, like that quote, and it was the best thing ever. And the best part of the story is that when Sabrina went to get her cake, they had actually delivered it to the wrong person. (laughs) So, so like, somewhere, somewhere, like, some casino manager man definitely got, like, I'm a strong black woman tweet. (laughs) Water's cake. But Maxine saw it and liked it. It was great. Oh, yes. Best, best birthday like. (laughs) I like that. But you know, yeah, it's like all of that stuff used to usually scare me. They're like, uh, check your credit score. Do like even just doing bills, like just sitting down and being like, is all my shit like up to date or whatever. I would just have like ambient anxiety about it and, you know, be like, go with God. Like who knows? Um, when they turn the lights off, they turn the lights off and then I'll go. <laughs> <laughs> and like some switch happened recently. And I was like, this is, this is kind of a ridiculous way to live my life. And also like nothing is that scary you can actually call all of these people and negotiate with them. Like, uh, did you know that you could do this for a hospital bill? If you feel like your hospital bill is crazy, like I went to the ER and my bill was actually like nuts in the tens of thousands of dollars. And I called them and I was like, excuse me, this seems ridiculous. Also, I'm self-employed. And then they start going like, okay, let's see what we can take off here. I'm like, what? This is a negotiation? This is nuts. Wow. <laughs> not everything is as sca- not everything is as scary as you think. And also, it's just better to confront all of that stuff than just like let it sit and make you sick. 
for a second there, I thought you were saying not everything is a scam. And I'm like, whoa, 180. No, everything is is 100% a scam, especially hospital bills. Yeah. Always coding shit in there that you didn't do. I'm like, what? I didn't watch television. Take this shit off. Yep. (laughs) Like nobody had applesauce here. That's stupid. Um, Yeah, no, I still firmly believe everything's a scam. I just believe, uh, you know, that you should scam today before today scams you. Thanks, Joanne, the scammer. Mm, Yes. Um, look at us we're like growing up paying our bills doing our like people who are really responsible are probably listening to me going oh my god how did you ever make it this far in life they're just hitting the 30 second fast forward (laughs) (laughs) i'm like i don't know either i don't know by the grace of god i guess Uh. (laughs) 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 that was the move on moan (laughs) move on moan Do you want to talk about Ivanka? <laughs> um, uh, and I'm so, this is depressing. So you remember when Angela Merkel came to America, she invited Ivanka to come to this like women's economic summit in Germany. I know, but that's like when you bump into someone you haven't seen in a while and you really don't miss them in your life, but you're like, yeah, we should get lunch. Totally. And then they actually yeah. follow up. And, you're and like, then they Damn show it. up. You're like, we should, get, you should, we should get lunch. And then they're like knocking outside your door. <laughs> and they're like, I'm dressed for lunch. So anyway, Ivanka showed up. And like, this is, <clears throat> I saw the picture of the like on stage. Here's, let me set the panel for you. So Christine Lagarde, who's the managing director of the IMF, Angela Merkel, who is, you know, a physicist, a badass, the last leader of like liberal democracy in the world, really, because Justin Trudeau won't pull his weight. And um, who's that Canadian politician, Krista something? Um, (laughs) Sorry, Canadians, I don't remember her. But like, anyway, no, we're gonna edit this. (laughs) um, No, I'm just like, literally, like, sorry, you're aligned with Trudeau, I'm not gonna remember your name, Krista something. And then failed jewelry designer and failed 17 magazine model Ivanka Trump like how insulting oh yeah however shout out to the German journalists who are doing you know great work to ask Ivanka difficult questions and not just transcribe the bullshit she says about her dad being a great champion of families I don't know man I was like reading some of these exchanges and I was like wow we have really exported our particular kind of like celebrity worship like bullshit the fact that she was on the front page of like every newspaper like I get it like Trump is a big deal but like treated a celebrity that like made me feel a little sick and there's something to be said about asking a tough question but if you don't follow up when the person gives you a bullshit answer I don't know where that nets us out at I, granted, I did not have access to like the full panel. I watched 
clips. So who knows, you know, like could be, could be totally right. But I also think that there is something about right off the bat, not asking her kind of wishy-washy questions about like, you know, women's ambition or like, is it important? Like, what is it like to be a working mom? Like, like, you know, as, as opposed to like those types of questions, which I still think she gets far too often, given that she is a White House employee asking directly like, hey, how does your job in the White House conflict with your job as someone who's hawking trinkets? Yeah, also, like, turns out Ivanka kind of a fucking dum-dum, you know, like, her whole grand idea for how we're gonna, like, solve the women's issue is, uh, I quote, we're going to get women involved more in the HR process. Oh, God. First of all, women are too involved in the HR (laughs) process. Like, maybe that's our problem. And... Germany actually has a lot of women on corporate boards because they have a quota system, essentially. So they're forced to have some of these women on. Here is the rub. A lot of those women on these European corporate boards are relegated to doing just HR shit. So it doesn't solve the emotional labor problem. It doesn't solve like any of the gendered work problems like this failed jewelry designer that we've exported for the week who's embarrassing us everywhere like this is her big idea for everything yeah it just makes me it just makes me so mad also like in parallel here like i don't know if you've been reading all of these there's a lot of men who are really anxious about chelsea clinton's every move right now oh yeah all they write about there was a really churlish and ah like made me so angry article in vanity fair about chelsea clinton and like her you know like political aspirations i'm like making the biggest air quotes because we have no evidence of that and all these people are so anxious about that right like let's do up the next clinton generation to those people i would say you realize that the president's daughter and his son-in-law like literally are white house employees in this current white house right yeah i mean this is the nepotism that is happening now like this the like trump dynasty like these people are actually going to get rich finally they were never rich. They're like American grifter story. It's insane. Or or just like, it's a weird thing where because like Hillary is still spending most of her time like in no makeup hiking or whatever, they need another person adjacent to her to direct their vitriol at. I wrote a thing a couple of weeks ago after there was an announcement that Chelsea was getting an award and the award was jointly presented by i believe variety like the yeah publication. it was a variety right lunch and lifetime yeah. and lifetime as in the television network so a misleading headline phrased it as like her getting a variety lifetime achievement award capital l lifetime like the network and everyone freaked the fuck out thinking that like some you know someone was awarding her at age 38 or whatever she is um, a lifetime achievement award and just like you know the willingness to just to take that and run with it when like there are obviously way more egregious things happening uh, perpetrated by people who are actually in charge of running the country right now as opposed to like just some rich folks which like that's what they are right now was yeah. amazing it's so amazing also when you think about like who is our president currently i don't know that we can criticize anybody for wanting to be president, first of all. And to be very clear, like Chelsea Clinton has not said that she has political aspirations. Like we have no evidence of that. When we do, I guess we can fight about it. But also I'm like, have you people like, have you met members of Congress? You really think that Chelsea is like dumber and more ambitious and like less qualified than those idiots? Like, are you serious? 
I mean, it's just people who it, it's like a very specific narrative about what happened in the election, which is that everyone hates the Clintons and the Clintons represent certain things about the Democratic Party. They do represent certain things in the Democratic Party. Like, that's not wrong. But like the idea of like that being this kind of reductive narrative for like everything that happened in November 2016 is what bothers me about this. It's like she's sort of a proxy for this. What I would argue is like a not super smart, not super comprehensive set of beliefs about the state of like the two-party system. Yeah, also, like, I don't know. If you read the Vanity Fair article, I won't even link to it in the show notes because I don't want to give them the traffic. Um, It is, like, it's just, like, written by somebody who, like, clearly just has a Clinton vendetta and not somebody who actually understands these, like, weirdo, like, presidential dynasties. Like, uh, he makes the comparison to, like, uh, Barbara Bush and says, like, who is quietly working on her non-profit global health court. And I'm like, are you kidding me? First of all, there's a difference between working at a nonprofit and working on your own nonprofit that you founded in your 20s because your father was president. Like, mm-hmm. this is ridiculous. Like, Chelsea being held to a different standard is so, it's so annoying. But mostly I'm like, focus your firepower on the, like, the nepotism that's happening right now. Like, let's not go inventing other problems. Ivanka Trump literally has an office in the White House, is in charge of a portfolio of issues, and there is like zero evidence that she knows how to do anything. Yeah, she's the one who suggested we need more women in HR. Let's just remember that. Uh, okay. <laughs> I mean, meanwhile, I don't know. I just, I'm so frustrated at like, instead of like thinking about how to combat the destructive things that this administration is doing, it's like a, it's like fighting democratic primary fights all over again. Like, meanwhile, Bernie is out here being like, I don't care if this candidate is pro-choice or not. Like, it's cool. I am trying very hard to not continue to be obsessed by like a Clinton's plural versus Bernie Sanders framework on like what's happening in American politics because there are like glaring giant more important and more dangerous things that are happening like most of them coming from you know the White House and from Republicans in Congress there's a part of it that just like makes me so angry and depressed at people on the left in general that we just like haven't learned any lessons we're still having dumb fights at when the like we're in like losing track of what's in front of us <sighs> it's yeah. okay it's okay it's okay deep breaths deep breaths all all like all around yeah also i'm always here for defending chelsea clinton i'm sorry i like have- an actual smart competent human being like fuck all of you people well i also just like will never forget that when i was a incredibly awkward preteen Chelsea was like an incredibly awkward teen a few years older than I was and like you know there is something about that sort of identifying with her like and you know and being the same age and like generally holding similar politics that also makes it hard where I'm like I recognize the ways in which she has had all of these baked in advantages in her life and is not like yeah but at the same time like Rush Limbaugh like relentlessly made fun of her when she was a child you know no 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 totally uh, And I was just about to say the people who are um, trying to compare the treatment of Chelsea when she was a child to like, you know, like what people are or aren't saying about Ivanka, who is a grown woman now. I mean, it's like it's not it's not a parallel first daughter conversation in any way, shape or form. Yeah, just this is it's so ridiculous. Also, you know, it doesn't escape me that all the people that are having these, like, that are, like, having anxiety over this are all men. I'm just like, I, like, maybe focus on something else. <sighs> yeah. Uh, okay. My, like, that's been 
It's really been annoying me, so thanks for letting me get it off my chest. I mean, of course. What other depressing news do you have for me? I mean, it's good news and okay, I got I got good news with like a like a dollop of bad whipped cream on the top. That's like okay. that's that's hit. like a the world's worst mixed metaphor. Anyway, hit me. Sh- hit me. <laughs> shout out to NASA astronaut Peggy Whitson who broke a record this week for the most days spent in space by an American. This woman has been up in space for 534 days, which Sounds pretty great to me. Be like, wow, I've missed the last 534 days on Earth slash in America. Great choices. <laughs> and was was feeling excellent about her. Also, Astro Peggy is a great Twitter handle. Shout out to Peggy. And she said a really interesting thing. She actually said that she didn't really have a goal of going to space until she saw the very first female astronaut selected and basically being like, oh, I saw women do it. And then I realized it was possible for me. And so she's also a great story of like representation really mattering and like the idea that those first women led by example. I don't know. So lots to love about Astro Peggy. But then she did like this long phone call with Trump where he was like, thanks for your service and I'm going to fund space stuff so much. And, you know, they had kind of like this fun, jokey conversation. She kind of had to talk to him. I know. And I know it's like, you know, she works for NASA. Like he pulls the funding strings. I get it. I get it. But I was just like, I was a little bit like, ugh. even this has to be a Trump story on some level. I was so bummed. Yeah. Trump today was like, uh, he's going to send the first man to Mars during his presidency. And I'm like, can you send yourself, please? (laughs) 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 this is crazy like i have no desire to be part of like the space exploring wave of people i'm just like i hope i'm dead before we start doing that because i think i'm gonna be really depressed when all of the white people go and then like leave the people of color behind you know like (laughs) on the shitty planets i'm like i don't want any part of this yeah i've read Uh, that sci-fi novel right or like or who knows maybe it'll be fun without you guys Unclear, but either way, like, I don't want the anxiety of having to deal with, like, how are we going to breathe oxygen out there? So, (laughs) like, the thought of, like, Donald Trump, like, blasting himself into space, like, nothing would make me happier. I know. I... I, I really like I'm like, OK, well, you know, or at the very least, like Ivanka, like if you're such a trailblazer for women, like maybe you could blaze a trail to Mars for all of us. Send the whole family. Go build a hotels on Mars, Jupiter, like anywhere you want. Like, just don't come back here. Yeah. Go sell mid price like workwear, footwear and um, ugh, never uh, come home. Did you see how she's like selling her clothes now under a fake name? Yes, I saw this. Oh my God, I can't believe I managed to divert that back to Ivanka once we got away. <laughs> I know. Hold on. Where? What's the new name? It's like kind of genius. Do you think that the, <laughs> the Google search Ivanka fake name will turn it up? <laughs> oh, wow. There, no, this is her fake name for her fitness class. Is it, is it um, called Fast Fascist? <laughs> oh no, here we go. It's uh, Ivanka Trump's line being sneakily, re- re- sneakily renamed Adrian Vitadini. Wait, that's an existing brand. Are you telling me that you've been buying knockoff Ivanka? <laughs> no way. Okay, so I recognize this as like, okay, hang on. I have seen that brand before. <laughs> You're like, it's everywhere in my closet. 
No, no, no. But she has seriously been a- around for a long time. Well, thank you, Guardian, coming through. Who is Adrienne Vitadini and why is her name in Ivanka Trump's clothes? Oh, this says mislabeled. Ooh, she's this Hungarian fashion designer. She's 72. What's going on here? Okay, oh so so some places, so some outlets allege it was just mislabeled, like her clothes were just mislabeled as Adrienne Vitadini, which is yeah has been around for a while. Or oh my God, other places are theorist. alleging that yeah her clothing was actively disguised. <laughs> I'm gonna go with actively disguised because you know no way. Now, that, now <laughs> that I own a tiny tinfoil hat, anything's possible. <laughs> I can't even. I'm just like ugh. No, I seriously, like, Adrian Vitadini is sold, like, it's Macy's and Walmart and Kohl's, and, like, she's been all over the place for a long time. Okay, I'm done talking about these people. I know, I can't. I can't. But I believe every conspiracy theory. With every news article I read, it, like, slowly forms, like, puts another thumbprint in what will eventually become my tinfoil hat, but I'm not wearing (laughs) it quite yet. I look quite sporting in mine. Yeah. Speaking of not shopping for Ivanka Trump clothing, I went to a fantastic clothing swap this weekend and I like I had this like realization that I'm going to try to bring more not like being against stuff into my life, but more like I'm not against capitalism. I'm in favor of clothing swaps like that kind of like I mean, I am like the posi spin. I'm like, let me tell you, I got some cute stuff. Got to check the tags for Adrian Vitadini though now. (laughs) (laughs) And are you Adrian Vitadini? Is that what's going on? Oh my God. What I, I would definitely have a fabulous alter ego name if I were to have one. I'm sad that I don't have one at the tip of my tongue to already tell you what my like spy fashion label name would be. Do yeah, you have one? I, I gotta think I gotta think about mine. New goals, new goals. I know. It's like it's like add it to the list under like get a good drag name, get a roller derby name, get like a, <laughs> a fashion spy like nickname. <laughs> oh my god. No, roller derby ladies are so hardcore. I think I'm going to sit that one out. Yeah, no, totally. This is why I'll never need one because I bruise easily. (laughs) I don't know. You're so Midwest diva. Like, I feel like a roller derby is definitely in your future one day. My center of gravity is too high. You're so adventurous. Who knows? Never say never. You haven't seen me on skates. My high school gym teacher during the roller skating unit used to be like, Friedman, away from the wall. Scream it. away from the wall <laughs> and i'd be like like my legs like stick straight just shuffling along <laughs> pe was so dumb like they made us do such a dumb stuff oh my god i know just Tell like me- so dumb i was like you know actually how pe would have been helpful for me like teach me how to use the machines at the gym like that would have been great oh <laughs> none of god. this like garbage well, but I also like went to private school, so we did do some fun stuff. PE made no sense because that same teacher who screamed at me to get away from the wall once rolled a TV on a cart into the gym class and put on MT- <laughs> MTV's The Grind and then just left. Yeah, sounds about right. <laughs> sounds about right. Sounds Such a about scam. right. I never understood why they made the PE teachers also teach health. Like I was like, you can't trust these people to teach you important like body functions. This is why we're still learning things about our bodies like well into our 30s because gym teachers taught us health. <laughs> right? They're like, hey, dude, these two pull-ups are the presidential fitness test and then they don't like teach you anything else. 
Oh, the V set, my nightmare. Uh, what a like what a waste of time. Uh, I know. You know. School is stupid. Now I'm just like, P is dumb. Education is dumb. Everything is dumb. Just teach people skills. Okay, do you want to hear some good news? <laughs> um, hell yeah. On Saturday, 87% of the members of Ireland's Citizens Assembly, which is basically a group of ordinary people who is advising the Prime Minister on changes to the law regarding key issues, voted in favor of repealing the Eighth Amendment. And you know what the Eighth Amendment says in Ireland? I know you know this. Um, I know this because I know all about the repeal the Eighth campaign. Exactly. Um, essentially it's like the citizens committee, 87% were like, um, women should be able to access abortion and 64 of them thought women should be able to access abortion for any reason, not just in cases like rape or incest or health concerns, which is great. I love this because, you know, like sadly it's definitely dark ages over there, like in most, almost all countries. And then you add like the Catholic bullshit on top of it. And it's just like ridiculous. But I know seeing all these pictures of like, women celebrating and just like really doing like hard activist work was like that like that gave me a lot of hope in these like dark times totally but let me tell you one question i have about this so apparently Uh the the people on the panel they were described as quote who have no prior commitment to this issue which i was just like i know there are people out there i always assume that they're all men who are like i haven't really thought about this like fundamental slash contentious issue that is like reproductive choice but apparently that was like one of the things going on here is that they were they were the people who mostly um you know 87 percent of whom support abortion rights and repealing the eighth are people who had not previously considered themselves say like actively pro-choice or anti-choice and so i'm just like all right like get moving now that the citizens have spoken time to like actually get it done that's some good news okay shout out repeal the eighth activists good work I know. Good work. I can't wait till, you know, like our next check in on this issue is like, hell yeah, they like did it. It's gone. <laughs> it's yeah. just gone. No more dark ages. Jesus. Amazing. It's yes. so shameful. It's so shameful the way we live all around the world. Oh, I my know. God. <laughs> oh, my God. I like I have no hope. <laughs> the title of this episode is it's so shameful how we live all the way around the world. <laughs> oh, my God. It's oh. ridiculous. I know. Okay. I, uh, even though it's 9 p.m., I got to go to Target right now because I'm going out of town and I have a house guest. And as you know, like nothing is ready. And I'm kind of pumped that this Target is open till midnight. That is, that is legit impressive that you're going to go to Target at 9 p.m. Good luck with those impulse buys that are about to happen. That's when I end uh, up being listen, like. Listen, I made a list. I made a <laughs> meticulous list. And the first thing on the list is don't deviate from this list. And the last thing on the list says don't deviate from this list. Sure. And then you're in the checkout lane with like socks and Swedish fish and like a, a laundry basket. And I don't like- know how people go to Target and spend less than $100. I don't <laughs> understand it. I'm just like, you're just, it's like you Magic. buy all this stuff and then it like disappears witchcraft they set they start target spell casting <laughs> witchcraft <laughs> all right good luck at target boo boo <laughs> uh okay you are the best i will talk to you soon see you on the internet <laughs> see you on the internet boo boo bye 
You can find us many places on the internet on our website, callyourgirlfriend.com. Download it anywhere you listen to your favorite podcast or on Apple Podcasts, where we would love it if you left us a review. You can tweet at us at callyrgf or email us callyrgf at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook, look up that link yourself, or on Instagram at callyrgf. You can even leave us a short and sweet voicemail at 714-681-2943. That's 714-681-CYGF. Our theme song is by Robin. All other music you heard today was composed by Carolyn Pennypacker Riggs. This podcast is produced by Gina Delvac.